If you are burned out and wanting community, practical skills, and compassionate accountability, make sure you hop to laurenruthmartin.com and sign up to get on the wait list for the Nine to Kind Collective. It's a monthly membership, again, with community, courses, resources, all the things that you need as your burnout recovery companion. Log on now, laurenruthmartin.com. Welcome to the Nine to Kai podcast, where we call out our burnout habits and begin creating a life in which we can enjoy our existence beyond what we do. And we learn more about who we are. Do you ever hate it when somebody just says, hey, you know what, you should set a boundary. And you're like, that sounds great. But how how do I set a boundary? Please do tell me. And also, what does it even mean to set a boundary? This is something that I have personally struggled with for a very long time. And I really didn't become comfortable with setting boundaries until I had my kid. And my kid honestly forced me to have something to set boundaries. And my kid was kind of scapegoat for a while, real talk. But once I started setting boundaries with my kid, that was even more of a moment of realizing like, hey, I can do this. And hey, there is a system for it. And it can be possible. And so this idea, when it comes to like difficulties with boundaries, usually it's because we weren't taught them or we, it wasn't explained to us how to do it. Or when we did do it, it blew up in our faces. We, we all, most of us have complicated histories with boundaries, either through having so many of them and having a sense of rigidity in life or being too flexible with them and really only knowing how to people please. And so when we think about boundaries as a whole, a big thing is going to be timing, the timing of boundaries and how that shapes what we say. And the reason that timing with boundaries is so important is because boundaries are best when they are clear, concise, and can be executed within the current context. I think that's where a lot of us get tripped up is that our boundaries are often set in reaction two things. And there is a time and a place for reactive boundaries. But a lot of us don't start with boundaries up front, because we want to feel the situation out, we want to see the best in others, we don't want to appear rigid or rude. When in fact, boundaries up front are essential. And they're in fact, kind for relationships, because if people don't know where our lines are, then they're going to be crossed. And if we think about the idea of intent over impact, many people probably don't mean to cross your boundaries, they just don't know they exist. But the impact can be extremely significant. And everybody's boundaries and everybody's bandwidth and everybody's flexibility is different. So that also challenges this notion that everybody should see the world as we do. And if you're a people pleaser, and you're used to skirting the line with people's, you know, expected boundaries, then you're less likely to intrude. However, you're more likely to have to be intruded because everybody you have shaped people to believe that you're consistently accessible, and that those boundaries are non existent. That is a mistake. I learned tenfold. It's something I'm still working on, actually. And I, I will say I like to brag on myself because over the past year, I've really been able to execute this in a way that I feel very confident and comfortable with it. So when we think about setting these boundaries ahead of time and really being mindful of the timing of our boundaries, 
this is going to equip you to feel very confident in setting these boundaries. And when we think about boundaries ahead of time, what we want to consider are like preferential boundaries, and then also non-negotiables. I think a lot of people when they set preferential boundaries, they, the tone in which it comes across is one of flexibility because our preferential boundaries are just that. There's an idea of preference to them. There's an idea of, you know, uh, some wiggle room with it. You know, like I would rather not get calls in the afternoon. So if you can text me, that would be helpful. You know, it's the idea of you're setting your parameters. It's like you've set the electric fence up, but the power isn't turned on yet. So people are becoming aware that these are your boundaries. And if they cross them, there isn't necessarily a, a reaction or a consequence to that. But they begin to realize like, oh, there's a boundary there. And then they can shape their behavior from that. When it comes to non-negotiable boundaries, this is important because we have to have a solid understanding as to what our boundaries are in the context. And we have to have an understanding as to what these boundaries mean for us. And if they are crossed, what are we going to do about it? And that's a lot of forethought. And so when we think about setting more non-negotiable boundaries, we have to have some thoughts before we jump into it. So this could be before a job, this could be before entering any sort of relationship. This could be when relationship dynamics change, you know, and this is where it's helpful to offer a little bit of context. You know, the idea that prior to having my kid, I was pretty accessible 24 seven with the phone, like I, I was able to catch up on sleep if I was lacking it. And now everybody kind of knows Hey, since I have a kid and my sleep has been impacted by it, if it's after 1030, it has to be an emergency for you to call. Um, if you text me, I won't hear it. And there's a reason for that. And so those that are in my circles know after 1030, I don't want to casually talk like I want it to be very purpose driven because your girl likes some sleep. And that is partially a preferential and a non-negotiable. If I have a friend or someone that's continuously calling me after 1030 and it's not in that emergency category, then we're going to have like a little chit chat because that's not fun for me. And it makes me anytime that I do stretch in that, it will cause me to begin to develop resentment. And again, this is different depending on um, context. So this idea of preferential versus non-negotiables, both have to be set ahead of time. And I think with that, so going back to some of the beliefs that are associated with that of thinking that boundaries are bad, I want y'all to have like a new framework around that. I want you to think about boundaries as guidelines and that boundaries are guidebooks for people to better interact with us. It's also giving us the freedom to begin sharing what our needs are within a relationship. You know, the boundaries that I set with my clients are going to be different than the boundaries I set with my partner. The boundaries I set with my partner are going to be different than the boundaries I set with my friends. The boundaries I set with my friends are going to be different than with family. And it's this idea of being able to, and it, it can sound, it sounds a little mechanical. I'm not going to lie. Like that's how I used to believe things. But boundaries and expectations go hand in hand. And so the boundaries that I have in place with different groups of people also fall in line with the expectations of what I'm expecting in return. So for example, with my family, 
there is more stretch and flexibility because I also would like that in return. You know, with my husband, Henry, like boundaries are sort of all over, like they, they are very vast um, because I'm also expecting him to have more flexibility for me than he would other people. And I think that's maybe where some of us have struggled with boundaries ahead of time is because we don't want to seem demanding. And that is something I think we should all challenge because I think all of us have experienced what it's like to have to clean up the mess of our boundaries being crossed or crossing a boundary that we weren't aware of and having to experience that too. It's the idea that boundaries are kind. Not having boundaries is nice. And the difference between kind and nice is that kind takes your needs and the other person's needs into consideration. And being nice is very imbalanced and it's only taking the other person into consideration. And when that happens, you become resentful. And then a lot of times when that resentful or that burnout comes into place, there's a hard correction, like you take a hard left into a very strict boundary place that you can't even maintain. And that doesn't even make sense for the situation, therefore disrupting your relationship with boundaries again. And so I hope this is helpful for you having a sense of guidance between boundaries to begin having more top of mind, especially when you approach new situations or even shifting and evolving as a person, being able to share those boundaries and expectations for others, because what it does, it's a protect, it's a protecting agent. And the more that we can protect our energy, the more we can protect our relationships, the more reciprocity we're going to get across the board. So if you found this concept to be helpful, quick little plug, the nine to kind collective is going to have a whole workshop um, on this. It's called boundaries without guilt. It goes into what we just talked about, but it also goes in the details as to how to script your boundaries or what boundaries can sound like or look like. And there's even exercises for that. So if it's something that you're interested in, go to laurenruthmartin.com. You can search for the nine to kind collective. And when you join, you have access to this course and so many other courses along with community and text messages and just ongoing support for your burnout. And so that's something I hope you check out because I'm super passionate about it. I've done this workshop with companies and people have walked away with a lot. And I just want you to share that too. So hopefully this week you test boundaries. I want to know how it goes. Make sure to DM me on Instagram and let's get to setting. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. If you can, if this episode was impactful to you, I would love it if you would share it with a friend or a loved one, a coworker, somebody that needs to hear this message. And also, if you have time, please rate and review this podcast. I want to get to 50 by the end of the year. We are making our way there. So just take a few seconds, give a little star. Even if it's an honest, I don't like it. Whatever review you want to put, just put there. It'd be so thankful. Y'all have the week you're going to have. 